All right, we are live. Look at all the people in the chat. Welcome, everybody. My name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Let's say hello to the people in the chat. Let me put on my adorable-looking uh, old man grandpa glasses so I can see what's going on here. Geriatric PPG, what's up? I know who you really are. Lift Paramotor, John Wayne, Bill H, Sean Smith, Joshua Marsh, PPG, Never Trust a Skinny Chef. Shane's in the house. What's up, buddy old pal? Been a minute, hasn't it? Nick Griffith, Bill H again, Nick Griffith again, Tony Marzano, uh, sup y'all, um, Sean Smith with Paramotors, man, just a bunch of people, Angela Preslick, uh, Sean Smith again, it looks like we got a full house, we got 15 plus people, Para Ninja just said, hi Sean, so welcome uh glad everybody could make it here this is going to be an amazing podcast i don't know do i say that every single time i probably do i love talking about paramotors warning you know may talk about paramotors i normally have that shirt on today i have wake up hug your dog have a good day obviously i love my puppies probably uh, just as much as I do flying. Anyways, my name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to ClearProptv. Did I say that wrong? ClearProptv.com, Paratalk.org, and you can search for us at PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast on all your favorite podcasting app. As we do always, we're going to say hello to the panel real quick, and then we're going to talk with Robert, our guest. So we'll start over with Will Fly from Will Fly. PPG, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Good to be here. Monday night's my favorite night. Oh, go on. No, really. Yeah, yeah. No, really. Go on. <laughs> I like your shirt. Where'd you get that from? I got that from Paralife. Um, Mr. Mark McElroy, want a comfortable t-shirt? Definitely one of the most comfortable t-shirts. So if you don't know about Mark and his paralifeppg.com, definitely go over there and check it out. Really awesome. Got any uh, new... Um, New uh, videos? Are you flying around, yeah, Will? Yet? I'm actually working on one today. So we'll just uh, play it by ear, see how long it takes, and how detailed I want to get. And also, got a couple of fly-ins coming up too, so that's always good video material. Absolutely. Where are you going? I'm going to uh, Moonshiners, Purdens, and a couple of others. I haven't decided yet. Gotcha. Your volume is really low. I can barely hear you. I don't know why. Can you guys hear him okay? Yeah, iffy, iffy. Is that better? A little bit better. <laughs> okay. So yeah, definitely Purdens, definitely Moonshiners, and a couple of others. I'll just play it by ear and see how things go. Gotcha. Well, so glad that you're here. Uh, um, you're gonna be keeping an eye on the uh, questions, so make sure that you guys, if you have questions, tag Will Fly and also Jim, um, because they're gonna be checking the super chat for me because it's hard to look over here and look over there all the time so thank you very much will for hanging out with us tonight we also got paramom usa our very own linda anderson she's our cheerleader where's your pom-pom girl right there there they are hey hello everybody hello my chatters and my panel and the guest tonight robert thank you all for joining us tonight on monday night the only place to be with the awesomest ppg grandpa that is so you guys uh, grab your snacks, uh, sit back, and enjoy. 
Absolutely. If you want to be on the show, make sure you get up with Linda Anderson. You can find her by going to ParamomUSA.com. It forwards over to her Facebook page and say, yo, I want to be on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, ClearPropTV.com or Paratalk.org, and she will hook you up. So thank you again, Miss Linda. We appreciate you. Thank you. We also got... <laughs> we already know we got Jim from Canada, the only guy I know... <laughs> as maple syrup smelling money <laughs> oh jim you are awesome you are awesome so tell us uh, jim, so tell us jim how does your money smell <laughs> like maple syrup <laughs> If you guys don't know, Jim's in Canada and he really uh, helps us. He hooks us up with uh, all sorts of printing and stuff. So he's kind of been sponsoring our show for us. So tell us a little bit about uh, a little bit of boot the things that you do for uh, for your DIY and your uh, your printing company. Yeah, I've got a DIY printing site. So it's a website where you can design and set up any print material that you want and then you hit uh, print or you can send it to me and I'll print it up for you and it's a little limited on that site as to what all we can do but if it's something that you don't if there's something you want done that you can't get done on there just send it directly to me and we'll get it done for you so and that's carepp.com but if you go to carepp.com, there's a landing page now and we've where it'll take you to all of them. It'll take you to the DIY printing. It'll take you to care printing. It'll take you to paramotor craziness. It'll do it all. Oh, really? So it's actually going to go to your YouTube channel also? Yes, it does. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, what flight are you on? 152. Congratulations, Jim. And thank you so much uh, for being on the panel. But obviously, it's not about you guys on the panel. It's definitely not about me. Tonight is all about our guest, Robert A. Muse. You probably have heard of him. I've flown with him years ago, and he's an awesome guy. Uh, Robert, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You've been flying for like uh, three years, and uh, you've gone to SIV courses, uh, we did, we talked about a lot of fun things on the pre-show, so I know that this is going to be absolutely awesome. If you guys haven't done so already, give us some thumbs up for Robert. He's an awesome guest. All right, Robert, welcome to the show, buddy, and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into paramotoring. All right, well, um, of course, we, a uh, buddy of mine seen a video of, you know, Tucker or somebody flying, and he was like, I found our new hobby because we, we scuba dive a lot, and you got to take a week long trip to go scuba dive where we like to scuba dive. So he's seen it and we started watching all the videos and then we found Kylo and uh, we hit him up. We went over there just to watch him train. And I knew once we got there, we would be hooked. And sure enough, we got hooked and we signed up for the course and been flying ever since. Uh, it's definitely life changing. I've met some great people like ourselves. Uh, a lot of other people here locally that I fly with that are, one in a million people. Um, so yeah, I just love it. Can't get enough of it. Um, glad I found it. Um, it looks like John Wayne goes, I know him. 
<laughs> yeah. I've seen him train and flown with him a bunch. He was at Bad Apples uh, with me, or just so happened to see him there. But yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> Lift Paramotor goes, who's Tucker? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what Tucker video did you see that that inspired you? Uh, I don't think he was the first uh, one I found. Uh, believe it or not, I think we've seen an ad on. Uh, facebook about a trike for like three thousand bucks and so we thought it was everything was three thousand bucks and we we're like oh heck yeah you know let's get into that of course you know when you don't know we started thinking well we could just take off in the yard and fly to the dallas cowboy stadium go watch the game take off come back we didn't know nothing you know so we just and then we started finding the youtube videos of tucker and you know he's got a great you know, a bunch of great videos, you know, there's a bunch of great videos out there now, uh, yours and wheels. And so, yeah, just love it. You know, luckily we found, cause we were going to go down to like Austin to get training. And, uh, luckily we found Kyle and he's only like two hours away. So, you know, he's, he was a great, uh, trainer, love, love him to death. So you train with Kyle and you've been flying for three years and a little over 300 hours. Uh, during that time that you've been flying, tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe the trips that you took, some XCs, you know, some fun stuff that you've done. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah of course, I've been to a few fly-ins. I've been to Bad Apples, been to uh, Endless Foot Drag. Endless Foot Drag was my first one. Uh, and it was about nine months of me being a pilot. So it was pretty interesting. It was a, a big fly in that first year, two years ago. Um, been to some SIV, uh, SIV, uh, been flying in the mountains in Arkansas area, uh, flown across country with Little Sean, a gentleman you've flown with before. Uh, we flew from Hallsville to Marshall, back to Hallsville, back to Longview, back to uh, Hallsville. It was like 71 miles, I believe, and about an hour and 45 minutes, almost two hour flight. So that was pretty neat, you know, to be able to do all that in one evening. And, you know, we came back on fumes. We didn't think we were going to be up that long. I think I only put 10 liters in, and I think he put 12, and he, he was burning a little more fuel than I was. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I bet. So what is your, what are you flying and what is your wing and wing sizes? And um, have you ever run out of gas before? <laughs> no, man, out of the 300 plus hours I have, I've only had one engine out and that was in, uh, knock on wood, that was in at Bad Apples. And I had to land in a, a, a field, freshly plowed field on a rainy day. We were flying in the clouds and it was sprinkling a little earlier. And so I got my wing all dirty, but uh, landed on my feet. It was fun. Sean, Big Sean, it's funny. Big Sean is actually littler than little Sean, but, you know, he's the dad. So he came and got me and paid some guys to come pick me up. We didn't even have to pay him, but he was like, hey, here, here's some money for picking them up. But no, I, I, uh, I haven't had but that one engine out, never ran out of gas. Pretty conservative. Our try to put more in there than I think I'm going to use, but you never know, you know, uh, I fly, uh, Mac fly, uh, most 185. I have a Dudek universal. Uh, it's a 28 meter and that's what I learned on and trained on. And then, uh, I have a speedster three 24 meter. That's my go-to wing 90% of the time. 
So you've flown those two wings. Have you flown anything else? Uh, maybe you've flown something over at the at Bad Apples, or maybe you've flown a different wing over at your SIV course. Oh yeah, uh, I've flown several wings. I've I've flown the Gen Carve, I think twenty two, twenty four, or something. I've flown the Piper twenty. I've flown the Hydron three. I think it was a twenty, maybe twenty one. Uh, I've flown. Phew, uh a bunch of them that i've flown some u-turn and at the siv it was uh a wing i forget what it was called um that's the same one that i flew when i was over there yeah yeah you know how doggy that thing is <laughs> and it's heavy my god it's heavy uh i had to learn how to launch it you know because you know i'm used to these paramotor wings that kind of just pop up that thing he had to tow me or pull me a couple times and finally he was like hey don't hold your hands up so high, kind of keep them more wide out and let the wing come up. Don't force it up. Cause I think I was pulling too much A's. And so once we got it dialed in, I was good to go after that, but definitely different launching on that thing. It was, but it kept me alive, it kept me safe. So it was a I'm lot curious. Of I'm curious how many hours is on that because I flew that back in 2019, I think think when i went to the siv course so it's been there for a while and usually lets the people that are going to throw their reserve use that so they don't have to use their own wing and uh you 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 threw a reserve too at your siv right oh yeah yeah i threw a tandem reserve so it i was i threw it pretty high and so i thought i was going to miss the whole lake because it would just float it forever and there was a little bit of wind and some weather was coming in and but yeah, I, I it was I would recommend everybody maybe getting a tandem uh, reserve instead of these little reserves because I don't think I, I think I probably could have landed that on my feet, you know. And these other ones, you know, you drop pretty quick on them. That's true. Do you have your own reserve by any chance? Yeah, I have a front mount. I forget the name of it, but I got Andrew to repack it when I was there. Uh, so I brought it with me, and he repacked it. I didn't never throw it, but. Uh, I should have probably, but he repacked it for me. Is it is just a regular round? I believe it's square. I believe oh. mine's square. So okay, Nino, Nevo, or something. I don't know, some Chinese something or another. But hopefully, it'll keep me alive. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so, do you know what it's rated for, and what is your all-up weight, by the way? Uh, I don't, Kyle sold me that when I bought the unit and the Mac fly and everything from him. And, uh, he said it was plenty. So I trust him. I, I can't remember, uh, my all up weight. Uh, I believe, let's see, I'm about two ten, and in the winter about two thirty cause I like to eat. Uh, and then my Mac fly is about one eighty, full of gas. So close to 300 pounds, I guess all up, uh, right now I'm about two ten cause it's hot and I'm sweating a lot. So, uh, I'm going to try to keep it off of me this winter, but you know, us Italians like to eat. So <laughs> I think everyone likes to eat. Um, I think that Tony Marzano asked what your gear is, but you already told us what it was. It's a Mac fly 185 with a my 19 E prop, a speedster 324 meter and a Dudek 28 meter. Yes. Yeah. My 20, but yeah, yeah. Everything else was. Oh, the my, yeah, yeah. You got the my 20. That's right. I wrote that down wrong. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> What a jerk I am. I'm sorry. I'm such a jerk. But uh, anyway, so you really like to go on uh, long trips and stuff. One of the things that we talked about, though, is your scariest 
uh, moment. So uh, that was that weather that you told me about where the uh, rotor came around. Can you go and tell that story real quick? Your scariest yeah. moment when flying? Yeah, I think it was about 10 months in of my flying. I, one of my buddies, I'm a barber, so, you know, I talked to all my clients. Hey, you got a field? You know, hey, you got, you know. And he was like, man, my house just burnt down and I got a pretty big field uh, around my house. He's like, you're more than welcome to take off from there. So I took off from there and it was pretty tight. The trees were probably maybe 75 yards from the way the wind was coming. And I got up, I was flying fine. I was almost to Gilmer, which is about 20 miles away. And a couple of other guys, one of them took off from what we call the overflow and one of them took off from behind Hyundai. Uh, and they were like, man, this air sucks. And I was like, man, I'm loving my air. And one of my buddies, Dale, was like, hey, come back and we'll just take off from Hyundai. we got plenty of time. Uh, that way we can take off together. I was like, all right. So I turned around to come back. And I noticed on the way back, I was kind of crabbing. And where them trees were, I was having to drop down in to get into the field that I took off from, which there was more trees to the south, uh, the way I was going to come swing in and land. And I got down just probably maybe 50 feet above the treetops and I started getting hammered. It was like I was trying to do some wing overs and I wasn't touching the brakes. And so, you know, that was scary because I kept seeing I was getting closer to the trees. I was over. I thought for sure I was going to do a tree landing. And luckily it kind of calmed down and I was able to go and I was coming to land and I had a ton of speed. But that speed kind of scared me, even though now I know speed is your friend, but I also had a, a a fence coming up. So I knew, I didn't know if I was going to flare into the fence before I slowed down enough. So I decided to give it more power. I was going to climb out to about treetop level. Cause it was, it was smooth through there and like do a turnaround and land, but I could, I was giving it full power and I wasn't climbing. So I was like, Oh, well, I'm going to land it in this other person's yard and kind of trip and fail and busted my prop. That was the first prop I ever broke, which was 10 months in, that ain't too bad, you know, uh, 10 or 11 months. But yeah, it was pretty scary. That reeled me back because I was kind of flying in all kinds of weather. Didn't care. You know, I just got back from the foot drag and it's windy as hell there 90% of the time, uh, which is wide open. So it's not much rotor, you know. Uh, but yeah, it was that was a pretty scary moment. It reeled me back in. Still to this day, I'm still reeled in compared to having no fear at the beginning, you know. So after you took your SIV course, so this is before or after you took your SIV? Before, it was way before. Way before. So what do you think that if you took the SIV course first, then uh, this would have been like no big deal? It, it would have definitely raised the hair on my neck still, but I definitely would have had more confidence in my wing and my ability, you know, because you do put them wings through heck and then they just pop back open 90% of the time. Uh, so I definitely think I would have had more confidence, would have stayed more calm. I've noticed anytime I've ever done something stupid, I panic. And so staying calm is the best scenario for you, no matter what's being thrown at you, because you can, if you're calm, you think more clearly, you don't panic and do something stupid, you know? So yeah, I would have definitely stayed more calm and had more faith in my gear and my ability. So SIV, I would recommend it to anybody. Um, you know, maybe not everybody needs to go right after training, but, you know, within a year or two, I think it's perfect. Uh, I definitely want to go back. I would like to do it like every year, you know, just to get better and better 
and get more and more confident, maybe even dabble in some of the uh, acrobatics uh, that he teaches in it. Yeah, that's right. He's uh, doing uh, some sort of acro and stuff now, which is really awesome. Just want to say thank you, Darren Locklear. He donated $20 in the super chat. Uh, definitely appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. Um, so you went to the SIV course. You had a good time. You had a, a, a broken prop, but you also said too that you had a four or five broken props. Um, were those just a, a normal broken prop thing or do you have a story behind those? <laughs> Well, I've broken probably four or five throughout my whole career. Uh, the first one was that incident. Uh, the second one was just a trip and fall and got in a uh, little taller grass and trip and uh, broke a prop. I've done that a couple of times. My most recent prop, which was a three blade, was just a complete uh, air, uh, brain fart, I guess you could say. I was... Uh, I, my motor after that engine out at bat, at bad apples i never could get my motor running back normal and so we tweaked on the uh i rebuilt the uh top end and my carburetor was still making it super rich my plug was solid black each time i took it out so i was trying to lean it but didn't want to lean too much because i didn't want to replace everything i just replaced uh, so we were out at this, uh, it's the business park in Marshall. It's not developed yet. So it's just dirt and grass. So we, I was doing some touch and goes trying to get that right. And I have a, a little Viterazzi toolkit in my bottom of my seat and also keep a wing bag, a stuff sack in there, just in case I ever have a motor out on these cross countries. I do that way. I have something to put my wing in and I unzipped it to get the, uh, the tool bag out and I noticed that part of my wing bag started to come out but I was like oh I'll get to it in a minute I'll put it up I wanted to check my my uh, spark plug so the Viterazzi toolkit it's good if you're in a pinch but you know it has a bar going through the socket that sits on top of the uh, spark plug and I couldn't force enough force to turn it so I went to go get another spark plug from my buddy, a regular spark plug wrench. And so I ran over there, grabbed that, grabbed the wrong one, ran back, grabbed the right one and took it off, looked at it and was like, okay, it looks pretty good. I'm going to uh, go back up and see what's going on. And I left all the tools sitting there and took back off, forgot to zip my zipper and my bag went right through my prop about 10, 15 feet after takeoff. And it was the loudest sound. I, I felt my, the strings on my cage break the netting and and you know i landed it wasn't a perfect landing uh i flared a little too early because i was it was cluster you know what central at that time didn't quite totally know what happened and then i realized once i landed ah didn't zip my zipper so <laughs> always make sure your zippers are zipped because if something comes out of there it's not pleasant that's very true. Just really curious uh, out there, all of you guys listening to us, do you carry some sort of bag with you on your paramotor in case you do have a motor out? I know I do. And uh, you can even do one of those really big black bags that are rolled up, you know, um, they're, they're really tiny. You can stick, up, stick them in your front pocket. And it's really good to have something that you can put your wing in if you do have a uh, motor out someplace because carrying that wing through God knows what to get to wherever you need to go. That's usually over barbed wire and fences and oh, 
all sorts of stuff that I don't want to think about. Do you guys carry some sort of bag in your paramotor? Let me know in the super chat. I'll be going over to that in just a moment. Will Fly, are there any uh, questions in the super chat? You got a question from Tony Marzano. He's asking about uh, whether you go through uh, any emergency procedures in your head when you're flying. That's a good question. Uh, you know, Kyle beat it into me to always have a, uh, a spot to land, you know, no matter where you're at, like, all right, if something happened, I'm landing right there. So I try to keep that in mind all the time. I even play with letting off my throttle to see if I could glide, you know, to where I'm going. Uh, but you know, sometimes we get complacent and I'm probably one of the main ones. I, you know, you just enjoy flying and you're just having so much fun. You know, sometimes you forget to think of, well, what if this happened? Well, what if that happened? Uh, you know, if my, you know, I'm sure y'all seen on Paramotor, one of the guys about a month back, his exhaust went through his gas tank and he was on fire, you know? I mean, so you got to, you know, remember all that. And that's what's so good about the community is people aren't ashamed of posting some of their failures or, you know, because I know every time, everything I've ever done that was, not good i've learned from you know like now i double check all my zippers double check all my straps you know so you know i make sure i take off further back that way i don't trip over the longer grass that ain't cut you know so the good thing about having an incident that doesn't take your life is you learn from it hopefully most people should anyway so yeah that's a good question i need to probably start thinking more as i'm flying about what if this or that, but I do at least try to keep a uh, LZ if something happened with my motor or if I didn't like the air or whatever uh, underneath me or somewhere I could get to. Yeah, you know what I found as far as having an out, it's it's kind of become second nature, you know, so it's not like something you have to really work on or it doesn't, it doesn't take away any of the enjoyment of the sport, you know. So, I mean, initially when you first start, maybe you got to concentrate on, you know, what would be a best place, best setup here. But I find myself, if I'm going over a, a sea of green, okay, well, I'm going to climb to a higher altitude, right? And, and uh, always have a plan for when my motor dies, because it will happen eventually if it hasn't happened. <laughs> if it hasn't happened yet, it will at one point in your flying career. So uh, right on me. Are you a, a low and slow type of flyer or you like flying high what's your style well i of course everybody loves flying low uh the thing is is we've got a lot of people that complain you know not a lot but there is some people that complain so i'm a people pleaser so i fly a little higher even though i would have more enjoyment flying low um, i try to please people so i fly a little higher that way you hear less bitching excuse my french <laughs> Uh, from people, you know, um, even some of the fields I fly over, you know, if I see any cows or any animals in, anywhere in the, in the area, I try not to, cause you know, people get mad. Oh, you're scaring my cow. You know, anytime I've, I've flown more than twice uh, over a field that has cows, they're not scared anymore. Maybe the first time they'll run, maybe the babies will run, but most of the time they just look at you and just keep eating grass, you know, but the owner of that property ain't going to see it that way you know so unfortunately i wish i could fly lower more often but uh i fly pretty high i'm pretty conservative just to keep people happy and keep people from complaining 
when I first started flying, me and my buddy were flying every day. I mean, we were having a blast and we were flying a new area. We flew from the same spot we normally take off from, but we flew a different route because the how the wind was coming. And he was like, hey, man, there's like 500 deer in this pen down here. Come check it out. And he was at like 500 feet high, you know. And I was like, ah, oh, the air was kind of trashy and I didn't really have an out. He took a little different way and I was flying uh, over this field. So I was like, ah, no, I'm good. But he was like, man, there, there's like 500 deer in this pen. No lie, I'm not exaggerating. I was like, oh, that's cool. And so we landed, didn't think nothing of it. And somebody was like, who are the guys that are flying? And most of the time people were like, man, that's so cool. You know, so I just put, oh yeah, it was me. The dude inboxed me and he was like, why were you trying to scare my deer? I have a deer form and them deer sell for $10,000 a deer. And if they break their antlers on my cage, that's $10,000. And, and so, you know, not everybody's happy about it, you know? So I learned right then and there, I was like, look, it wasn't me. It was my buddy. I was about a mile away from there, but you know, he was 500 feet. You know, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but you don't own the air, but since we know now you don't like us there, we won't fly over there, you know? And he was like, yeah, I appreciate it. And then the next door, I had a, a game warden knock on my door. I thought it was all done and over with, and he done called the game warden and the game warden talked to me, which the game warden was wanting to get in the sport. He was like, that's so cool. And blah, blah, blah. I didn't know you already talked. Uh, tell me about your machine. How do you get into it? You know, he was all pumped about it. He was telling, he has a state trooper friend somewhere that does it and, but yeah, you just never know, you know, that I kind of quit posting a lot on Facebook for a while because of that, because you never know who's happy or who's not happy. The people that are happy, you know, you usually don't hear much from them, but the one person that's not happy, it becomes a big ordeal, you know? Exactly uh, right. So, yeah. Do you fly, um, most of your flights, are they solo or do you fly with a local group or? I have a local group. Um, that I fly with a lot, but I do fly solo a lot just because our work schedules might clash. Uh, there was about six or seven of us around here that were flying pretty regular. And now it's down to like four and usually only three of us fly. But, you know, one guy's, his wife's uh, sick, sickly. And so he's not able to fly a lot. The other gentleman that I fly with a lot, he has properties all over that he has to check on. So sometimes he's not in the area. Uh, so a lot of the times it's just me, but we do get together at least once a week and fly all together, usually at least three of us. Right on. How about, um, so you went to uh, Bad Apples this year, right? Yeah, I seen you there. I didn't yeah, stop yeah. talking to you, but I, I seen you. Yeah, well, probably couldn't catch me on the segue, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and forth, you know, just there's so much excitement at uh, at uh, Bad Apples. But what, uh, where are you going next? What's your next flying? You know, I'm thinking about going to Endless Foot Drag. That week is my mom's birthday that it hits on every year. So the last two years, I've had to do an early birthday or a late birthday for her. So I don't know if I'm going this year. I think I'm probably will just because the addiction is so deep but uh you know I'm, you're going yeah <laughs> you already yeah. made up your mind <laughs> yeah i think that's the closest one to me next um i would love to do salt and sea but man that's far from me i'm i'm in texas east texas so that's a trip all the way there uh someone needs to build a company that we can ship our paramotors with them uh whether they 
you know, truck it there or whatever, uh, that would be awesome because, man, I would just fly to the fly-in, you know, commercially and then grab my gear and fly and then fly back, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm self-employed. I mean, I know I know someone who did that, and so I can just imagine you know, just pop pop on an airplane, head over there when you're done, you know. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's the way to do it if you can manage it. Yeah, yeah. There's just you know, I I see uh, YouTube videos. You got to get to fly commercially. You got to get all the gas residue and smell out of it, and or they'll confiscate it or whatever, you know. So I heard somebody used Greyhound. Uh, that'd be cool, but you'd have to know someone there to pick it up from the Greyhound station and hold it for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would be because I'm self-employed. So if I'm not there working, I'm not there making a dollar. And so if I got to take a week just to drive somewhere and then a week for the fly in, you know, that's, you know, that's a lot of money I'm missing. So we need to come up with a way. Like we got John coming back online here. What's up, John? Oh, sorry about that, guys. Um, my wife was doing something underneath the cabinet and unplugged the router. Oh, technology, right? So um, go ahead and repeat everything you just said so I can hear what you... <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Flying and stuff, and he's thinking about going to endless foot drag, and you talk about bad apples and flying low versus flying high oh yeah flying low versus flying high um let me go back over to the um um over here to the the super chat i asked a question about the bags and i was just looking at that when my internet dumped uh sean smith said i have one from para orange and tony marzano said what has 100 teeth and holds back a monster I don't, I don't i don't know did, did i miss something uh travis d said yes under my seat joshua moore says always carry my stuff sack under my seat just in case never trust the skinny chef shane said i carry a bag i have used it a few times yes yes i have two out james said i always put one uh under my seat i use the same bag my wing comes out of why buy two smart smart guy um Air Ninja, yep, I have to carry the wing, but also to throw down any buddies who land out. Oh, oh, throw it down to anybody who land out. Oh, I never even thought about that. Throw, throw it to uh, to your buddies that land out. There, interesting. Bill H says I carry one uh, vacuumed. Um, John Wayne says I do a stuff sack and tools. Lift Paramotor says not on a normal flight. Only on the XC, I'll carry my glider bag with me. I keep mine folded in the chest strap behind the Velcro for the reserve line, says Paraninja. I think that's it. I think that's what we said. So it seems like a lot of people do carry a bag. All right, good. I think that I'm caught up, at least for a minute or two. Um, so you were talking about bad apples and your different fly-ins that you have flown in. Is that what you were talking about? Yes. Yeah. And uh, about flying high and low and trying to, you know, respect property owners and stuff like that. We got into. All right. Um, let's go ahead and continue that. That's always a good topic. Flying low, flying high. How high do you stay away? How, how you know, I would rather someone 
see me take a picture and go, man, that was neat. What was that? Then buzz and buzz and buzz. And they're like, okay, that was neat, but now it's really annoying. So I, I understand. So what is your normal height that you fly? Do you fly high, fly low? Go ahead and tell me what you do. Uh, I usually stay probably around a thousand feet. Usually um, some, you know, of course, if there's a field I can get in that there's no animals around, I drop in and, and, you know, foot drag and all that fun stuff, but I just try to stay higher that way. You know, you hear less gripping. Uh, one of my buddies ran, we, I was telling the deer story. You missed that. But uh, one of my buddies, a guy was, it was like the last day we didn't know we were not hunters, but last day of dove season or something. And he dropped off into this field and I wasn't there. I was about a couple miles away. I'm always a couple miles away, ain't I? but that guy came and, and hunted us down and he was like, I was trying to change, uh, train my dog. It was the last dove season day and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I just, over the course of me flying, I've kind of realized, man, if you're high, not many people grab, you know, like you said at first, you know, we want it to be seen. We're like, Hey, look at us, you know, we're cool. You know, we fly. And you, after time, after a couple of people complain, you realize, yeah, let them get one picture of you and then just let someone else a mile down the road, get a picture of you, you know, that way, you know, you don't get as many people, you know, like the fly in the car as the, the PPG Bible talks about, you know, you know, first time it buzzes by, you're like, Oh, you know, and then the next time it's like, Oh, you're about ready to wreck the car to get it out of the car, you know? So, um, best bet is just to kind of stay high in my area is to stay high and just going across country, get away from your field, even though all the fun stuff's touch and goes at your field where you have your flag set up, all that, but I'm not able to do it because I don't want the neighbors or people to gripe. So I just kind of get up and go, you know? I agree with you. It's like at a thousand feet, you know, you can barely see or hear us anyways. So, you know, it'd be like, what is that up there? Is that a bird? Is, is that a plane? Oh, it's a paramotor. <laughs> um it looks like we got uh greg frederick in the chat said you fly high is that stuff legal in texas now <laughs> that's one of the buddies he moved away he, he used to fly with me a lot <clears throat> says tell him uh, greg says tell him the story about the crackhead neighbor that was a fun encounter oh yeah so we were flying from this ranch uh we got permission to fly from this beautiful ranch and so he owned, I don't know how many acres, it was huge. So we would fly around that whole ranch, just foot dragging. And they had a beautiful tree in the middle of this field that had lights on it. I don't know, some exotic tree. And we, we would fly around it and we would fly up, do some spirals down and land. And well, one day this dude just comes barreling into the, in, into the field and, and was like, you could tell he was pissed and he was, you know, he, he was ex-military, but you could tell he, you know, lived a rough life. And he was like, who the hell keeps flying over my house? Mind you, none of us flew over his house. We just flew in that field. But to him, his perspective, I guess maybe we we're over his house. And, uh, you know, I calmed him down. Well, another guy was like, well, you don't need to be barreling up in here, you know, like that. And then that set him off. And he was like, well, you're not going to threaten me because he was talking about shooting us out of the sky once that dude popped off. And then he popped off. And, 
And I was trying to de-escalate everything. And he ended up being cool, wanting to know about the sport. But, you know, in that neighborhood, it was probably a few hundred thousand dollar houses. And this dude lived in a she shed. He was the only one that lived in the woods. You couldn't even see his house in a little she shed. I mean, I, it was like plywood for a house, you know, and a, he had a, you know, a window unit as a window unit, probably only 300 square foot. And he threw a fit. None of the, uh, another buddy come rolling up on his four wheelers. Like we love it. Whatever his name was, calm down. We love it. You know? And I guess he could hear it in his house and he was maybe a little schizophrenic from back in the army days or something that he didn't like it, but he would wanted to learn about it though at the end once everybody kind of quit talking noise to each other and calmed down but yeah that happened too so that's why i just kind of learned to just fly high and get gone until i come back and then usually i kill my motor and glide it in that way that's one less encounter of them hearing my motor low you know yeah that's interesting um gliding in that, that's interesting now now you have a really good lz that's around other people is that why you glide in or is this just a, a particular lz that you're talking about that you glide in well we have we have a few different ones and you know some of them have houses around them and one of them is behind a car dealership and then there's two houses that are like about a half a mile or i guess about two maybe three football fields uh, on the other side and she actually uh, is the organization organ, organizer of the hot air balloon race that we have here and so she at first loved it but we were flying from there every day and then I guess after time you know it gets old hearing the bumblebees flying you know and so now we just kind of get up and go and then I just kill the engine just because it's fun to practice spot landing uh I kill the engine most of the time now to land. And then that also keeps anybody else from, you know, if they only hear it once and they never know when I come back, that's one less encounter that they have to grapple about, you know? Sounds like you're a very responsible pilot, which is really good. We are about 15 minutes of eight or about 45 minutes into the podcast so far. Uh, any questions for Robert from the panel? Any other questions from the super chat? And if Will, if you're trying to say something, you're on mute. Another from the super chat. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, how long have you been flying, Robert? Uh, October will be three years since I started training, October. You keep track of your flights, your number of flights? Ah, no, I wish I would have just, I scuba dive too. And I never kept track. I do have almost all of them on, um, fly high, sky high or whatever. I right. try to remember Fly's to start high. that. Yeah. I try to start that every time. Um, but I don't know exactly how many, to be honest. I know it's several, but. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, three years, I'm sure it's several <laughs> and 300 hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm single man so i get to you know i don't have to ask permission to go fly just go you know so make sure my son's all right and good and then i go so you scuba dive and you ppg any other sports uh no i used to play football and all that but now you know i was in i got an old school 71 chevelle i was real big into cars but once i got into flying cars are you know eh 
just sits in my garage now, you know? Yeah. Right on, man. We were talking on the, uh, uh, the pre-show. You, you've flown a Helix, right? Helix prop and an E-prop. And, and now you're so, what's your experience with the two? What have you settled on? Uh, I mainly fly the E-prop. Um, just because I, I think the Helix, and we know the Helix will take a bigger lick if something happened, a butt landing or whatever. But, you know, I noticed a couple of years back, people, certain people uh, were getting their hands hit by launching, you know. And I noticed, I noticed every one of them was a Helix. Uh, I don't know if anybody else noticed that. And there might be one out there that was, no, it was a E-Prop. But uh, I noticed a lot of people that got their hand hurt by launching was a helix and i noticed one time when i launched with the helix it actually caught a line as it was coming up and it was only a 125 i think i can fly 130 on my mac fly so i was like oh i'm gonna stick with the e-prop just because now i did have a vitarazzi fast spin and i i liked it too but you know that was one of the ones that i broke uh not i switched out my uh you know the mac fly has two frames uh two rings whatever hoops whatever you want to call it one's a travel and one's a foldable well i got matt minard to hook me up with the uh the travel and it has clips that kind of keep the strings tight and keep everything together and one of my clips broke as i landed one time and the, the netting got into that prop and tore it up so i switched back to the foldable i like the foldable uh frame better than the uh, travel frame. Right on, man. The, um, uh, I just not recently, actually, a bad app was I went from a 130 prop down to a 125 prop because I kept catching some lines, you know. So um, I'd much rather have the 130, you know, for for the uh, thrust. But hey, I mean, and I did notice a difference stepping down to the 125, just a little bit, you know. But uh, I'm happy with the 125. Yeah, the, the Moster has enough power that just that second delay or whatever shouldn't matter, you know, on the thrust uh, 125 or from a Helix to a, a E-Prop. But I did notice that the 130s and the Helix were kind of hurting some people, and I'd rather have all my fingers and have an extra few pounds of thrust, you know. I hear that. It's interesting. Um, while you were saying that, I was trying to look for the uh, fast spin. <clears throat> I think that I found it, but um, uh, that's actually the first time I heard of a Vitarazzi fast spin. Um, did you like it? I did. It's 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 basically a, um, a Helix. I think Helix makes it for Vitarazzi, and they changed a couple of pitches and the thickness of uh, certain things because, you know, I think you have to have Longer bolts for the E-prop, or no, for the, yeah, longer prop, uh, bolts for the E-prop than the Helix. And I think they matched the thickness, so you didn't really have to change your bolts. Uh, and I liked it a lot. I only got probably 20, 25 flights with it, and then I had that incident. So, but I did like it. It did seem like it had a lot more, it kind of took that hesitation out compared to the Helix to the E-prop. And it seemed like it had a lot more thrust when it started going. It felt just as good as my three blade, to be honest. 
if not better. I liked it, but it was it's also a hundred dollars more. So, so. would you think about your uh three blade? I liked it. Like like we talked in the pre-show, it does have a different wisping or a humming sound compared to the two blade, but I put it on probably nine months in and I flew it up until just the other day. So I had a lot of flights on it and I, I enjoyed it. I got used to it and didn't really bother me anymore of the sound. Well, that's good. Um, any other questions in the super chat that we need to address? Travis DuPont's asking, uh, why did you, I know the answer to this? I bet you, but I, I, he's asking why you flew under the bridge. <laughs> well, you know, uh, just had to do it, you know, <laughs> I was going to say because it was there. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember that story when we were kids. I was looking for the troll. He wasn't under there though. <laughs> I must have. I must have missed it um, when I didn't have internet. Uh, what bridge did you go under? Or when was this? How did that happen? Uh, a couple weekends, I flew with Travis and a few other guys, uh, Bill H and uh, Brad Garvey. Uh, you know, the, did you ever fly Gillum when Kyle was out there at Gillum? It's uh, close to Naylor, but it was more, I guess, uh, north. It's right there on the Red River before Naylor, probably 30, 45 minutes. And there's a bridge. The water's so low, there's the bridge. Well, there's a the sandbar, and then the bridge is right past the sandbar. So me and uh, Brad went under it. Uh, flew under it. I actually flew with the Eagle. There was the Eagle there. That was pretty majestic. We don't see many of them in Texas, but there was one right there on the Red River. Oh, but that was really awesome. Yeah, it was cool. There was some mockingbirds or some type of birds that were pegging it. It was chasing, you know, the little birds were chasing the Eagle off because I guess it was trying to get its eggs or something. And and it kind of flew right by me. I was like, oh, crap, an eagle. So I turned and kind of watched it for a second. Thought about being Del Shanzi and put my foot on. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we went there. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it, it. It smoked me, man. That thing could flap twice and be damn near a half mile down the, the road or in the air, whatever. It's amazing how slow we fly. It really is. Yeah. We're coming up on eight o'clock. I know that, um, you know, everyone wants to go fly and everybody's ready to go do stuff. Um, to any other fun story or anything like that? Well, okay. So we know about your scariest moment with that weather. Uh, what, what was your most fun uh, or, or best flight that you have ever done? Man, there's so many. Um, mm -hmm. Any butter night is like, I mean, it's just awesome, but flying with the clouds, you know, that's pretty awesome. And the first time I ever got above the clouds, it was a ton of clouds and there was just a pocket here or there, which we could always maintain visual contact to the ground and all that. Uh, but it was just, they were just big, fluffy, huge clouds, like at a thousand feet. And that one's probably got, I think it's on my Facebook. It's my background, uh, uh, picture but not my 
profile picture, but my background picture. It, it was amazing. It was just, I mean, you couldn't quit laughing. You're geek, geeking the whole time. Up there. Thank you, God. <laughs> just laughing the whole time, you know, and it was just amazing. I, I, I think that's probably, you know, every time I fly with the clouds, I get that feeling, but that was probably the ultimate, ultimate moment. Isn't it hard to breathe when you're that high up? I, I always wondered about that. No, it was guys only, are above the clouds. I mean, no, it's it hard to breathe up there. No, it um, it was only it was still in Class G airspace, so we were able to get up to the clouds or next to the clouds, just not in them. But it gives you a false sense of uh, security because you know normally you look down and you see the ground. And you're like, okay, I'm pretty high. I'm 1,000 feet or 4,000 feet, whatever you're used to flying. But once the clouds are there, I mean, we still had holes so we could see the ground. But it almost makes you feel like, okay, I'm only 50 feet high because the clouds are right there, even though you can't land on a cloud. But it gives you that false sense of security. So, you know, it was it was pretty awesome. Gosh. Have, you, have you tried, I don't know if anybody asked there, have you tried um, paragliding yet? No, I want to, I want to uh, me and Big Sean, he's probably in the chat, I think he's went to one in Tennessee, but weather rained him out twice. And I hear that there's one in Oklahoma, just uh, north of us in Durant, Oklahoma. I think we're going to maybe try to do that this fall or winter. Uh, that'd be cool because, you know, them paraglider guys, you think you're a good paramotor pilot? We went with a paramotor guy uh, to the SIV with us, and he was running circles around us. And we actually had more hours, I think, than him. But they're just better pilots, man. And so I've seen that, and I'm like, I need some oh. of that. I want to get good. If, if Robert, if my son would sit here right now, he'd be like, thanks, drink, we are. <laughs> they are. They're great. <laughs> well, see, you need, to, you need to get to San Diego and go to tour, you know, hang out at at Torrey Pines, you know, and uh, yeah, meet up with Robert and the people he flies with, or uh, Blossom Valley is beautiful. They're both beautiful, but yeah, you would have a blast over there. Just that's something, you know, think about. Yeah, that's guy to help you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was just curious if you've done that free flying yet. What, which one would you prefer though? Like if you try to both, you, you like the you like to think, uh, do the ceremony? Uh, I think so, just because you don't have to um, be on a mountain or have to get towed up. You can just go yourself, which, you know, I see guys that paramotor cut their engine off and then thermal, you know. Uh, yeah. But I think I like paramotoring, you know, just the smooth air, yeah. just the calm, you know, you don't have to think a whole lot other than I need an out, you know, while landing yeah. motor dies, you know. But, you know, just being in the air, period, is it's definitely amazing. It's out of this world, to be honest. Yeah, I, I totally get it. After I did my, you know, my first tandem, it was like, oh, my gosh. It's, it's like I said, you, you can't explain it till you you have that first experience because everybody sees it different, you know. And, and it was definitely life changing for me. I tell you what, you know, when I got up in the air. Poor Eric, I was like screaming in his ear the whole time, but I was like, it was, I was so happy, I was so excited, you know, I was just yelling and uh, I did it, I did it, you know, this is so cool. And the next day, you know, when I woke up, I could hardly talk because I was screaming so long <laughs> the day before. But 
yeah, I just, uh, you know, wonder how people, if they decide to do the, the uh, free flying first and then, you know, the ceremony. My, my son has done, you know, tried both of them and he did the SIV too. And so, yeah, he, he learned a lot on that part, you know, but he prefers to free fly as to in ceremony. So, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. I might, once I do it, I might be like, yeah, I like free flying better. I, I just don't know. Cause I haven't really done it, you know? Yeah. Well, your SIV kind of free flew. Yeah. Yeah. True. Kind, yeah. kind of, kind of like that. Yeah. yeah I, that's I definitely, that's one reason why I like to kill my engine on landing is, and I pop my ear cups, I, you know, put my throttle up and just the freeness, just hearing the air whistling by you, you know, it's, it's just, you know, another joy to it. So I could, I, I could see how not having that engine, you know, would be amazing. Just the, quietness and the freeness of it <clears throat> sure hey robert i have a quick question for you do you have uh, a clutch on your paramotor yes sir okay so you still get the spinning sound from the prop when you're floating down yeah yeah i hate that <laughs> <laughs> well i did the uh dual start so i had i think i had to have it but yeah, Kyle, he he actually was like, man, you don't need a clutch. You'll like it better without a clutch, you know. And But I went on and did the dual start. That way I had two options instead of one if I needed to start mid-flight, you know. But, yeah, I would definitely like to fly one without the clutch just to be able to kill it and just have that smooth, peaceful time. Yeah. So do you do any midday flying? Like you get up there about 5,000 feet and kill it and just uh, surf the surf like you are free flying? Not yet. I have midday flown, but it was cloudy, overcast. You know, um, I've done that, but there wasn't many thermals because it was cloudy and overcast. Um, I have flown late in the morning before, but I haven't climbed up to 5,000 and just seen if I could climb or stay without the motor that's kind of part of the reason why I did the SIV that way, you know, I would have more confidence and know, you know, trust my wing better and know, have some knowledge of what to do if something did happen while I was up there. Well, you flying with a cloud cover during midday, that's like the safest uh, time to go up and fly during midday. That's kind of what I do too. If I'm going to fly midday, it's going to be, you know, less than eight miles an hour and preferably a cloud cover. That's, that's the safest. I like safe. Yeah. I'm all about the safe. Well, it is eight o'clock already. I cannot believe how quickly this time went by. Um, I ask question there. Absolutely. Question. What's the biggest thing left on your bucket list? For flying you got a dream to go somewhere do something anything come to mind yeah i would like to do the costa rica trip with one up or just go uh i think matt Hendrick has a contact there too i would like to do the italy trip that would be amazing uh and then like she said tory pines i think that's everybody's like you know that's like the cherry on top of everything from what i hear and see from the uh, paragliding community. Everybody loves it there. So, yeah. 
Okay. You said something about an Icarus race too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I would love to. I would love to do that. Uh, I'd love to beat Tucker's time. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard anything because of COVID, but uh, anybody hear about um, the Icarus race? And are they having it this year? Or is it going to be next year? Does anybody know anything? And of course, if you do, let me know in the super chat. Um, speaking about super chat, is there any other questions in the super chat? Darren Locklear, Carolina PPG, was asking what part of Texas? You're East East Texas, right? Yeah, Longview, Texas, East Texas. It's 60 miles from Shreveport, Louisiana, and about 120 miles uh, from east of Dallas. Excuse Did you do a thumbnail? Ah, yes. Got to do a thumbnail with you, bud. Awesome. Tell us when you're ready, Mr. Will. All right. One, two, three. Got it. All right. And the thing is, it's not like we can't take a screenshot, you know, um, of the show. I don't put my thumbs up because they look like ghosts and because of my black and white screen. So I look all dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a screenshot, Linda, where you have your glasses on. <laughs> I forgot to put my glasses on. Darn it. I, so oh, let's do another oh, screenshot, right? <laughs> I remember to take mine off. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but glasses make you look smart, and you look smart, yeah. Linda. I already know I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> We know she's smart because she asked me to be on the podcast. I mean, that's a no-brainer. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so no other questions in the super chat. Everybody has asked all their questions. We are caught up. All right. That is awesome. Um, today we're just gonna do an hour podcast and uh no after show. It's been extremely busy over here and i'm like really exhausted matter of fact as soon as i say goodbye to everybody i'm gonna go and crawl into bed i'm that tired believe it or not um but anyway uh robert it's really good to see you again it's been a long time since we've gone out and flown and really happy that you joined us and uh hanging out here on monday night on clear prop tv thanks for yeah. having me thank Absolutely. you so much robert appreciate your time and everything coming on the show my pleasure and just yep. like we tell yep. everybody, uh, anybody that's a, been a guest, anybody that's on our guest yep. chat, and you know who you are, you're more than welcome to jump on and be on the panel. I mean, that's why, yep. you know, these guys are here. I mean, uh, you know, they were, a Linda, were you ever a guest or you just hung out with us? I just hung out with you guys. Yeah, where'd you come yeah. from? That's crazy. Just three years ago, I, all of a sudden, there kinda, you were. I just kind of, I don't know how it all happened, but I just kind of... <laughs> transition into you know not sure how it happened or, or i just moved my way right in you know how you do like oh i like this show i'm gonna start hanging with them and pretty soon oh you want to be on the panel okay <laughs> the rest is history right absolutely and i haven't left <laughs> absolutely one of the things that we're going to be doing on the first monday of every month is we're going to start doing a game show where you guys come on and you guys can win uh, prizes and stuff. So we're going to do that once a month on the first Monday of every month. No guest is going to be all about FAR 103, uh, rules and regs, including the preamble to our 103. We're going to be talking about apps. We're going to be talking about weather, 
all of the things that you and I do on a constant basis, being a paramotor pilot, we're going to be talking about to make sure that you know all the rules and regulations and what they mean. Here's something. Here, here's here's a here's one that I found that a lot of people don't understand, and I think that Will and I talked about this before too. So here's a sample question: You and your friends decide to go and launch before the sunrise and you want to see the sunrise which is really awesome so you turn on your strobes and your strobes are legal they do shine for three statute miles so they are legal you get up there and you get up to about five thousand feet and you're looking at the sunrise it's like oh this is marvelous this is what it's all about is that legal or illegal 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 Illegal. 700 AGL is all you can do 30 minutes before or after sunset. Unless your G goes up to 1,200 feet or right. out west, because these are the oars, a G airspace can actually go up to 14,500 feet in some places out west. So very interesting. Um, you got to know your airspace. You got to know your cloud clearance and all that stuff. So brush up on it this next week because you could win some big prizes coming next Monday. I like how you set that question up too. You throw all the little facts in there and how everything's beautiful. And <laughs> this is like, <laughs> it's illegal. It's illegal. So you definitely need to know your, your airspace and uh, even sectional charts. So we're going to be doing that. So look over on Sky Vector, uh, check out your FAR 103 and check out weather. If you've uh, if you have the chance and you get to go to Foot Flyer um, and get the airspace video, that is one of the best airspace videos I've ever seen out there. Foot Flyer puts it out. Jeff going. Um, on his, uh, I think it's .net. Is it footflyer.net? I think it is .net. I don't think it's .com. Anyways, uh, Jeff Goen puts out amazing videos. Matter of fact, um, I got a lot of videos. I got the advanced stuff. I got everything, all of them. I got them. And, and it's really good. It's really good information. It's, it's always good to learn and learn more and more and more. I know that you guys been to, to school. You learned a lot over at school, but do you continue to learn after school? This is, you know, rhetorical question. I mean, what do you guys do in the super chat? Do you guys continue to learn or you learned and now it's like, I'm just going to go fly and that's all I want to do. Let me know in the super chat because we just got a couple more minutes before we say goodbye to everybody. So Miss Linda, have any uh, thing uh, going on that's coming up this next month, uh, paramotoring or guests coming up or anything that you want to share? I still have uh, the 25th of August. I'm still working on getting the guests. Um, the 20, I'm sorry, the 22nd of August. But um, the 8th, August 8th, if um, Joshua Marsh is in the chat, he is going to be our guest August 8th. And awesome. then um, August 15th, we are going to have Matt Minyard. We're going to have the Minyard. Awesome. Yeah. So, and then um, the last the last one, um, 
of the month, the 29th, is um, Victor. I don't know how to say his last name. D-R-A-M-G-A. How do you pronounce it? Drama? Drama? So he's going to be our, our guest for um, the 29th of August. I got a nominee for the 25th. You can All right. Hit him up. Sean yeah. Lee Smith. Yeah. He's always fine. Oh. I see his stuff everywhere. He all over, too. So that would be a good one. I should get him on here, huh? Yeah. On the 22nd. I actually, I was, I wrote his name down on my list because, you know, I have my potentials, you know, like who I want to have as a guest. And I kind of go through. All so over. He is on my list. list. And Sean, if you're in the chat, yes. I have him down as um, a potential guest. We got all of August. Now, September, the first. Monday and the second Monday in September, we uh, probably won't have this show, but we will have it the rest of the month. So anybody okay. that wants to be on the show or any nominations, uh, put them in the super chat now, or you can email me at ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Go over to paramomusa.com and tell Linda who you would like to recommend. Yeah, just message me or whatever. Yeah, Robert, if you ever have, you know, a guest in mind or whatever, say, hey, this guy be good. Just, you know, just message me and say, hey, what about this one or whatever? Awesome. That helps me out a lot, really, you guys. And I always tell my panel, if you have anybody in mind, just, uh, you know, Jim does it too. Just send it, you know, send it over to me and and then I just uh, take it from there. All right. Awesome. That's how I roll with my happy calendar. I like my calendar being full every month, see? Yeah. I don't Me like the faces. We missed a question <laughs> in the chat. Okay. Uh, this is for Robert. Uh, never trust a skinny chef. Shane wants to know if you've ever heard of never trust a skinny chef. Shane. <laughs> <laughs> so I met him. I don't know if he remembers or if he's picking on me or what, but I met him <laughs> at Bad Apples. And he That's was, uh, yeah, he was telling me a cool story of what happened to him and his wife the night before. So yeah, I don't know if he remembers me, but I met him. He about had to get crazy on a guy, I think. Gotta yeah. <laughs> <laughs> know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like our skinny chef Shane. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank, thank you, Miss Linda. And we'll fly. Um, we appreciate everything that you do on the show, all the stuff that you do behind the background. Um uh I wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. I mean, really, without you, Will, Linda, Jim, everybody else that helps in the background, um, all of our amazing guests, uh, you guys are just incredible. And I really, truly appreciate everybody that helps out. Yeah. Will Fly, how do we get to your crazy paramotor shenanigans? You can uh, just go to YouTube, look for Will Fly, or go to willflyppg.com online, and you'll find me dot com and mr jim from canada a eh? tell us about the decals that you can do for us i can do decals Ooh, you're using american words awesome you betcha contour cut if you want them if you want flex cut so that they're cut they uh, got a nice well how do i explain that maybe that's too technical but contour cut, so it goes all the way around all the letters and stuff like that. I can do it. And whatever colors you want. I got process printing on vinyl. I need to do like a PPG Grandpa one that's contour cut or something. I might have to yeah. 
I might have to ask you to to make me some some decals or something mm, that smell like wow. maple syrup. <laughs> no, I would have to research that. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch and sniff decals for a PPG grandpa. That's oh my hilarious. god, that's funny. <laughs> so jim how how do people get up with you and uh, uh get your get stickers and things printed and stuff like that go to carepp.com and you'll be able to check out all my websites and connect with me in whatever way you want to are you single that might open up something that you just didn't want to open up but uh -huh. uh, as uh, as Rain Vela would say, the answer is no. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much, Jim, for everything you do for us, making the calendars, uh, printing out stickers and all that stuff. Linda, thank you for everything that you do behind the scenes, getting uh, everybody over here that wants to be on the show. Will Fly, thank you for all the stuff that you do for us um, and for the community. We definitely appreciate you. And, of course, Robert, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank uh, you awesome stories i'm gonna have to go back and listen to the ones that i couldn't hear when my internet was out but uh that, that's always fun to re-listen to the show and if you guys wanted to re-listen to the show just search for ppg grandpa's promoter podcast on your favorite podcasting app we are everywhere everywhere yes. thank so. you chatters i have to say thank you chatters and viewers uh we couldn't do it without you really exactly. we could not do it without you okay. and my guest robert tonight thank you so much again um you totally appreciate you and like i said if you got anybody any guests in mind just shoot them my way there you go well don't shoot them but you know shoot how <laughs> you say it <laughs> you might be if i could shoot them i might be sending a couple of my exes <laughs> <laughs> just kidding they all, live in <laughs> all of them <laughs> Can't oh say my it don't make grandpa laugh, but you know all so my I, exes live in Texas, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had True story. Oh my goodness. Way too much fun. Uh and again, Robert. Paraglidingshock.com so on Thursday night. I had to hurry up and throw that in there like really fast. <laughs> well, you can wait just a quick second because uh, we can go through and tell everybody how to get to the other paramotor podcasts. So oh. every Monday you can go to clearproptv.com. Matter of fact, how many people have actually typed in clearproptv.com and actually gone to our our clearprop place? Oh, that's a good question. Interesting. If you haven't, go to clearproptv.com and check it out. It actually forwards over to ppgzone.com. If you haven't had a chance to get a free account over there, it will show you all the pilots in your area that are registered. So if you don't know pilots, Go to ppgzone.com and uh, search for this little interactive map. You can actually see all the people around you that fly. It's pretty cool. And recently I learned about the uh, app Gaggle. That is awesome. If you don't know about that, check out Gaggle on your there, app there's, store. There's another one called Relive, and it's pretty Relive. awesome. So it'll tell you to – let me make sure I'm saying it right. So, yeah, really. so you'll take a picture before you take off mm -hmm. and then every picture that you, you can, you, it asks you to allow to your camera. Roll. So every picture while you're flying, whatever you take a picture of, it puts it in the story. So it shows. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one tracks you. It shows yeah. your tracks. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So then it'll pop up that picture when you get there, what you took a picture of. And then it does video yeah. too. Yeah. 
He does video oh, too, relive. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Yeah. It's really amazing. Matter of fact, I took a flight um, last year and used relive and took pictures and videos and stuff. It turned out really awesome. Awesome. Forgot about that one. Thank yeah. you. Um, there's also uh, the I don't know where I put my phone. I put it someplace when I was trying to restart the the um, the Wi-Fi. I don't know where it is. But there's also another app. It's a hot air balloon app, and I can't remember what it is. It's not Ryan Carlton. It's an actual app, Thank and you. it tracks your flights. And there's another one too. Oh, I can't hot air. It. I think it's called Hot Air. That tracks That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, hot air. Yeah, there's a lot of awesome apps. Anybody have any good apps? Put them in the super chat for us so we can review them and check them out man i had a really good time again uh yeah. mondays are always fun uh will are we having a show with skinny chef tomorrow yeah, yeah. tell yeah, us you can you tell us about that one real quick it's just a few paramotor guys getting together and talking about paramotor stuff and other stuff it's kind of an open type uh, topic but i've also put a link on willflyppg.com so if you go there click on the link it'll take you right to the page is that uh, ppgshane.com? Is that where we're looking at? You can go to ppgshane.com. You can go to willflyppg.com, and you'll find the link. Awesome. So tomorrow night, 8 p.m. And we also got an all-girls podcast right. on Wednesday. Wednesday night. And Jade hosts that. You can find her at paramotorgirl.com. And, of yeah. course, there's something going on on Thursdays. That's your cue, Linda paraglidingtalk.com with my awesomest son, Robert Michaels, on Thursday night. Uh, you guys don't want to miss the show on Thursday. Um, I've been hearing that it's going to be really good. So, yeah, I'll jump on and check it out. It's going to be fun. Well, it's always now, fun, but you know. Now I know why she added me, because we got the same name, Robert. And I Robert. know. That's exactly. why she added me. To ah, do yeah. Gotcha. Now, see, now it all makes sense. Now yeah. we can redo this podcast knowing that information. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. There you go. Um, speaking about URLs and places to go, Robert, do you have any um, places uh, like um, Instagram or YouTube, Facebook, or anything like that? Or are you just kind of like mellowed out on that? I have a Facebook. It's Robert A. Muse. Uh, Instagram, I think, Spades for Days. Like I said, I. I'm a barber, so I used to just post all my barbering stuff, but now you won't see nothing but flying stuff on there. I have a YouTube page. I think it's under Robert A. Muse or Augie03 or something, but I don't really post on there. So you might see a couple of videos on there. That's it. So the best thing to do is get up with you and go fly with you in real time. Right. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Well, let's do that. Next time that you're swinging around this way or next time you go to a flying, let me know. You got my number, right? Uh, no, but I got your Facebook. Well, let me give you my phone number real quick. All right. Uh, no one's going to listen to this, right? I mean, no, no one's going to hear, hear this. All right. So it's, five, prank calls. No. <laughs> it's, it's 501-747-3558. Right. And anybody that's listening to this is more than welcome to text me. Tell me who you are. If you are a pilot or if you want to get into flying, let me know. So that phone number is open to anybody that wants to text me and say, hey, what's up? Anything else before we head on? Boot in a boot. Yeah. Thanks, Robin. Been a great guest, man.
Thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much, Robert. And uh, we're going to say goodbye to everybody. Um, don't go anywhere. We're going to go um, uh, private for just a couple minutes, like, you know, until 830. And then we're going to say goodbye to each other. So goodbye, everyone out there that's listening to us. If you are listening Hi. to us on thank your favorite you, podcasting app, my name is Sean Simons. You can always find me at iFlyParamotors.com or ppggrandpa.com. Oh, Okay, Robert, you just texted me. Good for you, bud. <laughs> I love it. Um, and of course, uh, we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow on Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane over at pbgshane.com and then on Wednesday over at paramotorgirl.com. And uh, there's that other guy on Thursday. I forgot his name and his .com. What is it, Linda? Robert Michael. At Paragliding Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, there we go. All right. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> see y'all. You have a great you have a great evening. And uh, you guys don't go anywhere. We're gonna um, chat for just a minute. We're gonna kill the uh the audio stream. So everyone that's listening to us on your favorite podcasting app, we are Audi five thousand. Boom. Peace. <laughs>